Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 58. And tonight we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale, episode 97, Josephina. Boy, we are coming fast and hard on episode 100, aren't we? We are, yeah. I really hope they decide to do something big to celebrate it. I mean, it would probably be a little bit more normal for Night Vale for them to completely pass over it and then do something special on, I don't know, 102 or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. But yeah, um, okay, so we're going to spoil the hell out of the episode. You know how it goes. You've listened to this before. Right, and the biggest spoiler is we got a full name for Old Woman Josie. Had we ever heard her name in entirety before? I think maybe, but if we did, it was a long time ago. But I, the name sounded just a little familiar, but I haven't done my research to see if that was a thing we already knew. But yeah, Josefina Ortiz. We got to hear Old Woman Josie herself, and it was voiced by Retta, which I had to look that up because I am so terribly bad at TV, but she plays Donna on Parks and Rec. Oh, so, awesome. So, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> which I have seen one episode of that show, and everybody I know who knows me is just like, seriously, Elizabeth, you would like that show. You need to watch it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just had to finish up Penny Dreadful first. There's just so many other things to watch, though. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, uh, we were hearing mostly from Josie and about Josie today, kind of talking a little bit about her life. I mean, we've heard old woman Josie ever since... I think episode one was when we heard about the angels, right? Right, right. And she talked a lot about how she met the angels. Of course, all of this is, you can almost hear the quote marks, angels around everything, you know, or the beings known as Erica. But it all started when, you know, she slipped at one point when she was changing a light bulb and one of the beings named Erica caught her and took down the burnt out light bulb and handed it to her and put a fresh one in. And they said, we can change things. And she's like, yes, we can absolutely do this. We can make a huge difference in the town. And they said, no, we meant light bulbs. <laughs> so cute. It's adorable. But yeah, yeah. Cecil, you could hear how uncomfortable he was all the time. Every time she mentioned angels, he just, he really wanted to jump in there and be like, I don't believe in angels. So yeah, this story didn't make him very happy, but no, but it, it turns out the angels have been a huge part of the growing arts movement in Night Vale, especially the new opera house. And there's actually going to be some problems with how integral the angels are to the opera program in Night Vale. But before that, we had a word from a sponsor. Yes, it was Walmart because, you know, Walmart really has everything. And in Night Vale, oh my God, they have everything. Yeah, yeah it's everything you can think of and a lot of things you haven't thought of. Like, yep. I love this sentient maple leaves. <laughs> an alternate timeline where we've avoided a global warming catastrophe. And that was what they focused on with the disclaimer at the end, that, you know, global warming or climate change avoidance not guaranteed, uh, doesn't take into account nuclear winter. Yeah, and their slogan was, Walmart, live in an alternate timeline. And then a whole bunch of, like, little disclaimers in there, including, I'm fairly certain he said that it wasn't valid in Michigan, but I'm pretty sure he said Michigan. 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 Yeah, he has a little trouble with that one. And that reminds me, we got another bit about old woman Josie, her daughter, Alondra? Yes. Yep. Um, Alondra is staying with Josie while Josie's recovering from breaking her hip several episodes ago. Alondra's not all that happy about being there uh, because she's never really wanted to live in Nightville. She's made a life for herself. And, and how did they pronounce this? I had to write it down. And it took us a minute to figure it out. 
She lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just sitting there going, all right, hang on, rewind that. I need to hear yeah, that again. Exactly. Because Josie was yeah. like, I think that's an actual state, but I'm not sure where it is. Maybe somewhere in Texas? Yeah, yeah. So Oklahoma, in case you didn't figure that out. It took us a little bit. Yeah. We just said, Oklahoma. Got it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the other thing that Alondra is a little off-putting, I guess. I mean, she's helping her mother out, and she is being a definite help. She's asking a lot of questions about the will and who she's leaving things to and everything. I mean, she seems to be preparing for something. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Um, We went for a little bit of a news segment about Hiram McDaniels, who is apparently in very good spirits, despite still being on death row. Uh, Intern Kareem interviewed him and gave a lot of information about a possible escape attempt with assistance by a woman who doesn't have a face. And I'm just like, aw, the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home is still helping out Hiram. That's cool. Yes. they, They like each other it's sweet and disturbing yeah and disturbing and you know, she's been sneaking in some items that will help him break out of his shackles and then cecil's combing through and he's like kareem i really can't read your writing i mean there's all these mark throughs and everything and everything's covered with a sharpie and this note what does this note read uh off the record do not read over the air Oops. Yeah. Cecil keeps doing that. (laughs) Don't ever give him anything secret ever. He will have it all over the radio. I don't know why it reminded me of a very old Simpsons episode where Lisa got disqualified from being winning a beauty contest, I think, because in the forum they found out that in the space it says, do not write in this space, Homer wrote in, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Typical. Very typical. Yeah. So we heard a little bit more about Olman Josie's childhood, and apparently listening to music was illegal when she was growing up, and I believe her father was the orchestra director at the opera that existed, which is a little difficult to have an opera when music isn't allowed, so the singers would just proclaim in their beautiful voices what they would be singing if they were allowed to sing. And then the orchestra had it even rougher because they would have to shout out, loud music here in some places and other places, soft music here. You need to to implement that at an orchestra practice at some point, just the entire section, loud music here. We've actually joked about it because the conductor will sometimes say, you know, you guys need to get the rhythm right and he'll sing out the passage that it needs to be. And we're like, Do we need to sing it? He's like, no. Maybe you can sing it. No. (laughs) (laughs) They have that viral picture that's been going around. It's a Xerox of a piece of music, and it's this bizarre note that's written out in scrawlings. And I think it's something like oboe simulates screaming here, and it's a Tumblr page. (laughs) And people are like, I think this would be a hundred times funnier if the oboe player just sat up and started screaming at this point. Oh, oh yeah. Hell yeah. I would pay money to see that. Absolutely. (laughs) I also heard the other day I was... I don't think I mentioned this on this podcast, but they were looking at various musical terms and describing them for non-musicians. And one was a page that had the key of seven flats, which I can't remember what that is. And they called it the key of nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I don't like anything over five. And even five is pushing it as far as number of flats. No, that's that's just annoying. There's no need for that. (laughs) Write accidentals in there. Come on. Oh, a brief announcement. The subway is being reopened. Subway was a real deep pull. That was a long time ago, but they had a a 
people doing promotions for the subway. It's the people wearing deer masks again. And once again, they're handing out roaches that have things written <laughs> on them. And the some things had uh, uh, crates and desert, which reminds me of a, a story of you or a story of them yeah. about yeah. them stealing crates, which are basically parts of the underground city. And Huntakar was another thing that was written on there. So yeah, so that's, yeah. it's apparently supposed to have been a big press release, but you have to get all the roaches and put them together in the right order to find out what it says. Yeah, yeah, the Transit Authority is not really helpful like that. But I'm sure we'll get more information on that later, probably when it's too late. But you know, that's fine, too. Uh, we had the weather. Uh, which was yeah, nice. It was fine. You know, that's usually that we, you know, when we say that, oh, it was fine. We, we didn't really get into it very much. It was called Everywhere by X Hex. Um, kind of punk, but mostly just forgettable. <laughs> Sorry. I guess. Stop bad you know but you know or, not- yeah but when we went back from the weather we heard a little bit more of old woman Josie and found out why she's really concerned about the fact that her daughter Alondra doesn't want to stay in Night Vale right. we find out that there's so much in Night Vale with the arts programs that wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for the angels helping out old woman Josie, most especially the new opera house. They were a huge part in getting that done, working with StrexCorp money, but they can't legally own that money from StrexCorp. So if old woman Josie passes away, that money goes to the town, which doesn't admit the existence of angels. Because she can, and she would leave everything to her daughter to run, but her daughter's not interested in staying, so she's stuck. And then she was asking Cecil for help, and all she really wanted him to do was to just say, angels exist. And he couldn't do it. And he's like, no, 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 you're going to be, it's okay, it's all right, you're fine, everything's going to be fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, that that kind of desperate sort of twiddling your thumbs, no, no, everything's okay, you're never going to be in a position where you can't run things, so we'll just pretend this isn't a problem. So we're going to hear more about this later, though I hope not in the way I think, I, I really don't. I hope they're not setting us up for old woman Josie. I hope not. I think this is going to be another learning experience for Cecil, like the whole uh, the auction lot and having for him having to learn that he should have trusted Dana the entire time. Yeah, unfortunately. But Josie did kind of have a nice positive thing to end on. Um, Cecil's friend Earl Harlan stopped by and brought her a home baked apple pie. And of course, Earl Harlan's quite the chef, so it was, you know, fresh apples and a sugar crust and everything. And he also included metal shavings and capers, so he really knows how to make a pie. Yum, yum, yum. That reminds me of the Chuck Palahniuk book, Rant. Yes, I was thinking the yeah, same the, thing. Uh, exactly. uh, the yeah. main character's mother puts things in the food that she cooks to make people slow down so they don't crack a tooth. So at one point she mentions that she sent her son a big batch of uh, fudge just the way he likes it with Lots of extra walnuts and thumbtacks. Yep. (laughs) Man, I haven't read a Chuck Palahniuk book in a long time. I haven't really heard any great things about some of his latest Um, books. I really liked his collection of short stories. Uh, Make something up, things you can't unsee or things you can't unhear. I can't remember exactly which. But yeah, I liked those stories. They were very crazy. Did not read the sequel to Damned. Just couldn't get into it. I guess it was... Uh, the sequel was doomed. Uh, but yeah, it was, I don't know. At some point, I will pick one up and I'll probably enjoy the heck out of it. You know, this actually is kind of a nice tangent. I have one more thing to say about the episode, but I can't pass up this tangent. We were noticing last week that we were kind of talking about things that we didn't like. And then 
we got done with the podcast and we're continuing with the phone call and we're talking about various books and series and whatever. And for a second there, I'm like, oh, we should have been recording this. Then I was like, except it's just more of us talking about things we don't like anymore. Or things <laughs> we not. used to like, but now we don't like. And I think yeah, so. we're going to need to have an entire podcast devoted to us bashing things just to get it out of our system. Yep, we're going to call it a crap fest. So look for that to come. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was one more thing on the episode tonight. Cecil was closing it out with, stay tuned for the sound of a balloon popping. It'll happen any second and then he closes out the episode and we go to the sort of the final closing words and we still hadn't heard the balloon pop and we're sitting there waiting and she gets done talking and i'm like we still got another 40 seconds left of the episode so Ah! (laughs) yes the entire time waiting for a damn balloon to pop and they did very last thing on the thing yes you know always listen to the end of every night veil episode you never can tell when they're going to do that yes here on binary system podcast we listen all the way to the end so you don't have to (laughs) i do like that though i always get a kick out of when when they they sneak something put something a little bit extra there but that was it for the episode so uh what's been going on with you this week uh we started watching season three of Penny Dreadful. Very interesting stuff. And of course, I watched The Walking Dead last night. Oh, that boy, that was a good one. That was a good one on many different levels. If you haven't seen it, we're not going to spoil it, but it's what's happening to Daryl in Negan's stronghold and also what Negan's stronghold is like, which is really pretty scary yeah it is actually and uh, we've got an I, I, we had known this before but the name of the guy who shot denise and stole daryl's bike and then yes. helped to take everybody down in the uh, end of season six uh his name is dwight and yes. i'm watching this going damn it do not make me feel sorry for Dwight. I did. That's exactly what it was. I get done because the whole beginning of the episode, I'm like, I'm going to call this guy dog food sandwich for obvious reasons. And then the episode goes on and you're just like, oh, no, he had a good reason for everything he did. Yep. Absolutely everything. You're like, Rap. Yeah. So once again, we've got a well-rounded villain. I don't know that we're going to get a well-rounded villain in Negan, though. I think he's just no. going to be a villain. Yeah, I think he's like the governor on steroids at this point. I mean, there wasn't a heck of a lot. I mean, once once you took out the whole bit about the governor's daughter and everything, there wasn't a hell of a lot to like about the governor either. But uh, at least he had that. And I don't even know what Negan has. He's just evil. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to get him for longer than a season. Uh, I think we kind of have to. I want to say he's if he's not still around in the comic books i think he was around for a really long time so i think he's a major 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 villain people have been waiting for him to show up for a long time boy Uh, so what have you been doing (laughs) i just found out i'm such a bad fan i'm so terrible there has been three episodes of the final season of Vampire Diaries, and I hadn't watched any of oh, them. Oh, so bad a fan. Awful, a terrible fan, terrible. So I finally, I got caught up on those. You know, I still think the show's fun. I do. I mean, it's silly, just like it always has been, but I, I really like all the actors. I think sometimes the writing is not all that great, and they're not maybe necessarily the most sophisticated actors you've ever met, but I don't dislike any of them. I think some of them are very appealing, and they're all very pretty as well. Well, what season are we on with Vampire Diaries? Um, eight, I think, maybe. I don't remember. Wow. A lot. It's, it's a lot. Hang on. And I just looked it up. Eight. 
eight Eight. seasons. Isn't that odd to think that uh, The Vampire Diaries has only been around for one year longer than The Walking Dead has at this point? Yeah, I'm actually kind of disturbed by the fact that it's only four seasons behind Supernatural, and I think Supernatural has gone on way too long, so I'm I'm almost like, oh, I I didn't think it had been around that long. I'm sorry, uh podcast listeners i've never even watched one episode of supernatural i know that probably is going to inspire people to start a torch and pitchfork mob no not as bad as the fact that i have watched a lot of episodes of supernatural and i don't really care for it so it's just sorry i think all those people are very pretty as well and they're all very nice people i just think the writing is dreadful a lot of the times but it's- <laughs> that's a shame Please don't, please don't send me hate mail, please. Well, that's going to be one more thing we can include in our Crap Fest podcast. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. In addition to the Orbiting Human Circus of the Air, which I have now oh, listened dear. to two episodes of, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm not impressed. No, I'm not. And you know what? There are so many people talking it up, and I can't tell if it's people who belong to the show who are out there talking it up, which is a thing that happens a lot. You know, it's like you get these great reviews of books on Goodreads. It's, if they're crap books, it's most likely the author and the author's family who went out there and talked it up. I just, I can't trust anybody. Well, it's also the fact that they've written this janitor character. And I think there are a lot of people who are identifying with him about having a dream and never being good enough for your dream and having a really crappy childhood and all of that. Yes, I agree that it makes him a sympathetic character. I just can't stand hearing him talk. Uh, He's got a terrible voice. And you were right, too, because you actually listened to the episode before I did. And you mentioned this. Yeah, that French accent that I liked in the first episode. It's not so appealing when you hear it for a long amount of time. Oh, my God. Just shut up. On and on and on. And I couldn't understand why they did that, because the whole bit at the end of the radio show is that they found a way to you know have a cricket tell a story and you can hear it the way crickets would hear it so you hear someone's voice and he's telling the story and then halfway through it stops being the cricket telling it and it's instead it's members of the radio show crew who are telling the story in their own words to somebody else after the radio show is done. I'm like, this is unnecessary, guys. And when you got that French accent going on forever, it's really annoying. Yeah, it's it's like a retelling of a retelling. I suppose it's deep and meaningful or whatever, but it was just like, I don't know, it was an attempt to be clever that I think missed the mark a lot, I'm afraid. Most... We didn't hear the janitor's voice quite as much this episode, I sort of thought, but none of the rest of the episode was particularly interesting to me. At least in the first episode, we had that amazing World War II story that I just... That, I, I'd seriously just find the first episode and listen to that one bit. It's awfully cool, and there was nothing like it in the second episode. No, I mean, the you had a reduction in the annoyance of the janitor's voice, but nothing else. You also had a reduction in the coolness of the rest of the episode, so yeah, it so. was kind mm-hmm. of a wash. I may listen to one more episode, but after that, I don't know. I, yeah, apparently, the first season of Within the Wires is done, and they're in production for a second season, but I don't know. I mean... 10 episodes. I think I maybe listened to six, maybe. Another one. I think I may have listened to four. <laughs> yeah. This was something for our crap fest. I so think so. Yeah, we will yeah. be bashing things we really don't like, and we will also be bashing things that we are underwhelmed by, because, you know, we believe in equal opportunity for everything we don't like, regardless of the degree. Yeah, but you know what? I think it's fair, because we do fangirl about things we like a lot sometimes. We so, do, yeah. This, yeah. Is just, this, is, this is just showing that we don't love everything that crosses our path some things we genuinely hate 
But on that note, we'll wrap it up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all of the book reviews, all of the podcasts. I don't think we have anything upcoming for like conventions, do we? Nope, not a thing. Never mind. So yeah, podcasts, book reviews, articles, comic book uh, previews, that kind of thing. Uh, If you have suggestions of things that you think that we would like, whether it be fan art for Fan Art Friday, we're always interested in that, or things that you think that we can read so we can have some things to talk about that we genuinely like as opposed to things we hate. Uh, Superfan Joshua had mentioned that he wanted to hear us talk more about what's currently going on in the big three, you know, Marvel and Image and DC. And I think we can definitely do that at some point. Well, I need to go out and see Doctor Strange because I've been hearing nothing but good things about that from people whose opinions I trust. Yeah, and I know people who have no patience for 3D in movies at all because it's just whatever. It doesn't really advance the story or look good. Or I've heard a bunch of people who say you have to see it in 3D. They're really very impressed by what was going on there. I I think it may have been Leland who said that Doctor Strange's cape becomes almost a character on its own. Like that I want to see. Yeah, Jada said the same thing. She was really impressed by that cape. So (laughs) So, that'll be something that we'll watch and we'll really like. But we're also reading the Civil War II storyline. We'll have an episode where we talk about that art alone oh my goodness other than that uh we will figure something to talk about so we will see everybody in one week talk to y'all later none of the arts in night vale would have would have happened happened sorry weird sorry what's i just i just suddenly had this like wow that's (laughs) a weird feedback on my uh, recording